Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is, What Do You Think They Are Thinking Now? Let's pray. Father, we come today ready for what you have. You're such a good God and you love us. And you're always trying to show us more, deeper revelation, Father. So we come ready to receive today and to apply it to our lives, to be a doer of your word. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Well, folks, you're going to talk today about what do you think they are thinking now? I'm going to talk about a very serious topic today. Before I get started, I'm prompted by the Holy Ghost to say, if you are going to a church that doesn't have some serious messages and or messages of correction on a regular basis, you need to be looking for a new church. If all you ever hear is how great God is and how great you are, you need to be finding a different church. I'm not sure who that is for out there, but the Holy Spirit does. The only question is, will you listen to his calling for you in that area? Well, the Holy Spirit put on my heart today to talk about what do you think they are thinking now? You are probably thinking, who are you talking about? I'm talking about people in hell right now. As they are hearing screams of pain and agony in the pit of fire with an unquenchable thirst. What are people thinking about their Christian friends that made no effort or maybe limited effort to reach them for Jesus, and now they will spend an eternity in the wicked flames of hell with everyone else that never chose to be born again or saved, to confess Jesus with their mouth and heart to be their Lord and Savior? I guess as an engineer, I think a lot about things. But think about it. Think about a person that you knew fairly well or very well, that has died, and you don't know if they knew Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And maybe they confessed Him before they died. But maybe they never did receive Jesus, and now they are in hell, in torture and agony forever and ever. If we knew them, and never made a serious effort to reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ, what do you think they are thinking about us now? They are most certainly probably crying out, Why did you not try harder to reach me with the gospel? Why didn't you make more effort to tell me about Jesus, that he was the only way? Maybe they have other friends and family with them in hell that told them, You just have to be a good person to go to heaven, or that there are many ways to go to heaven and many gods. Maybe their family and friends told them there was no hell that we were all going to heaven or nowhere at all. But mostly I think people in hell will wonder why their Christian friends didn't try to passionately reach them with the good news of Jesus. I think I talked in a previous message many months ago about a high school classmate of mine that died suddenly of a heart attack, I believe. I had just talked to him a week or so prior to his death, and I remember thinking, he didn't have much interest in talking about Jesus. Folks, if we are born again, we should love to talk about Jesus. I've thought many times about where he ended up, and in my heart, I feel strongly that his eternity is in a very bad place. And then I'll think, did I try hard enough to reach him on my last talk with him? You see, 
There was no indication that he would suddenly die a week or so after I talked to him. But he did die, and now it's too late for me to try to reach him. There are no do-overs for any of us after we take our last breath. I think we could probably all commit more effort and passion to witnessing about Jesus to our family and friends and everyone we come across, right? Let's start today in John chapter 3 in the New King James Bible, the new birth. Verse 1, there was a man of the Pharisees called Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Folks, the first point to make in this chapter is that Nicodemus was a religious leader and didn't know how to get to heaven. It is no different today. You can be a religious leader, a big shot in your church, and not even be born again. Not one single person that is not born again will be in heaven. It doesn't matter if they go to church every day. We'll get to that in a bit. Two, this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. My friends, thank God that Nicodemus was open to Jesus. Most likely, many of our friends and family would be open to Jesus too if we would have a passion to talk to them about him. Three, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Folks, what if Jesus would have said, I'm busy right now, let's talk some other time. No, Jesus boldly told Nicodemus, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Folks, this is Jesus talking. There is no other way to heaven. Sadly, we have influential religious leaders in the world today that tell people there are multiple ways to heaven. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Are we going to listen to Jesus or some Pharisee that claims he knows better than God? For Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? My friends, Nicodemus was confused about what Jesus said just like some of our friends and family will be when we talk to them. Five, Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and born of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Folks, we are born of water through our mother's womb, but then we must be born of the Spirit, which is the born-again experience. Jesus says again, you can't go to heaven without being born of the Spirit or born again. And then he tries to explain it to Nicodemus in more detail. Verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. 7, do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. My friends, this is the third time Jesus tells Nicodemus that he must be born again. This is our message to our family and friends. It does not matter what else you do. If you are not born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. That is heaven, folks. Think again about those people in hell that now know they had to be born again, receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior, but it is too late for them now. 8. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Folks, Jesus tells us you can't see in the natural the born-again experience. 9. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? My friends, Nicodemus responds with confusion, like many of our family and friends will do. Well, my church believes this or that, or I think this or that. 
But the only thing that matters is what God thinks, and he put it here in his word, the Bible. 10. Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Folks, there are a lot of really smart people in worldly knowledge that have no clue how to get to heaven because it is spiritual, not natural. But will you and I talk to them about Jesus? The Great Commission tells us to do that. Now down to verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. 15. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. My friends, the Son of Man, Jesus, is the only way to heaven. God has no plan B. Sadly, plan B is for people to go to hell. The Amplified Classic Bible here says that everyone who believes in him, who cleaves to him, trusts in him, and relies on him may not perish but have eternal life and actually live forever. Praise God. 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Folks, whoever believes in Jesus will have everlasting life. This is Bible belief. The Amplified Classic Bible here says that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, and relies on him shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal everlasting life. This is all those folks in hell today had to do was to believe in, trust in, cling to, and rely on Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But did you or I talk to them with passion for Jesus and love for this person? 17. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. 18. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. My friends, this is the people in hell. They chose with their own free will to not believe on the name of Jesus, the Son of God. If they could talk to their Christian friends or family today, what would they say to us? Wouldn't it be, why didn't you tell me, really tell me? Now, Romans 10, 9, and 10 in the Amplified Classic Bible. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, and in your heart believe, adhere to, trust, and rely on the truth that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Folks, notice we confess with our lips. If you are not confessing Jesus with your lips to people, are you really saved? And notice again, it is not just believing. It is also adhering to, trusting in, and relying on the truth of Jesus the Savior. Verse 10, For with the heart a person believes, adheres to, trusts in, and relies on Christ, and is so justified, declared righteous, acceptable to God, and with the mouth he confesses, declares openly, and speaks out freely his faith, and confirms his salvation. My friends, this is a heart thing, not a head thing. Maybe those in hell would say that we talked to them, but it seemed like a head thing to them. They didn't hear our heart. It is declaring with our heart and mouth, we confess Jesus, declaring openly and speaking out freely our faith, not our church or denomination, our faith in Jesus. Folks, listen to my heart. I truly believe from the bottom of my heart that hell is full of people who confess their denomination as Lord and Savior 
and they put that before Jesus. That is not adhering to, trusting in, and relying on Jesus. That is adhering to, trusting in, and relying on your church or denomination. Please don't make that mistake. And when we witness to people about Jesus, it should always, always, always be about Jesus, not about any church, yours or mine or anybody's. It is only about Jesus. My friends, we can't do anything about those that have died before us that have gone to hell. But we can do something about those still living on this earth that are not living for Jesus. Let's all commit to witness like never before to those people in these end times. Let's declare the good news boldly and with love in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful that you sent Jesus to die for us. We choose to live our life boldly for Jesus and to try to reach anyone we can with the good news of salvation, that Jesus is Lord. We thank you for helping us in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Folks, you can contact us at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.